Welcome to the Be Free RE podcast, where you learn how to make your job optional. I'm your host, John, who's just getting started on his journey. But in the last year, I moved across the country, bought four apartments, make money as a landlord, no longer pay rent, and I have my first child. I'm joined by your co-host and my guide, Tony Angotti, who in five years quit his job and now manages over 80 units through a combination of house hacks, flips, and partnerships. So with that, let's jump into how you can do less of what you have to do and more of what you want to do. All right, Tony, welcome back to another episode. How are things going for you? Things are going great. They're looking up. Oh, man. All right, I'm sorry to hear they were down for a while. No, they were never down. They're just looking up. Oh, I'm sorry Starting to be negative. The bottom, now we're, now, um, yeah, things are good. It looks like, uh, you know, I, I think that it seems like things are starting to kind of level off a little bit, like economy-wise, uncertainty-wise. They hypothetically a vaccine coming out. Everything's starting to look like, even though it won't be normal soon, there's an end in sight of things starting to normalize. At least that's how I feel. Yeah, it. Uh, I think just even like, well, maybe the election is decided. It, it would appear it's decided. Even just some of that seems to be giving. Uh, you know, there's less uncertainty. People are perhaps mad or very happy, but they're uh, they're more certain about how they feel. I would say so. That yeah, is nice. Definitely, definitely. Let's talk about somebody who's probably certain how they feel do we have a uh, crazy tenant story for florida tenant oh yeah we got florida tenant big time so this one is called latex dog poo lasagna whoa whoa where's this person from florida mm. daytona sure daytona sounds like a daytona story nice okay okay so it starts off at the end of the day i view it as the owner's responsibility to train the animal and take proper precautions to mitigate the consequences of their pet's behavior However, when owners fail to take responsibility for their pets, that's when my biggest problems happen. There's never a problem with the animal. It's always with the owner. This person's really an animal lover. This was exactly the case in a particularly horrifying story when I had to evict a tenant for unspecified reasons. I went into the house to clean the place up, and when I got there, I saw they had a basement of nightmares. What they had done is they trained the dog to poop in the basement, and then instead of cleaning up the poop, they would pour latex paint on top of it to seal in the smell. So the dog kept crapping, and they kept pouring until there was this squishy, <laughs> multi-layer lasagna of poop and latex paint across the whole room. The floor had a mound that was roughly four feet high and 10 feet wide, filling the entire basement with nothing but layers. It took air hammers and chisels and weeks of work to clean out. <laughs> I don't wow. know. I don't even know what an air hammer is. This is like a, a piece of artwork almost. Uh, yeah, I actually thought this was not real at first, but... Um, no, it does sound real, but I mean... It's too creative this, to make up. Wow. Do you think this basement also had a pit with a crocodile in it? Mm, no, because I don't think the dog would have pooped down there. And why... Where were they getting all of this paint? It, it must... It, you know, like, sometimes when you buy these old houses, they have, like, all the old paint that's for, like, every uh, layer of the wall. So I yeah, figure, maybe. I figure they were just pouring the lead paint. That or they... Lead they paint all over like the a poop. paint store. A paint store or something. Well, they said latex paint, but or you said latex paint, but lead paint would be even better. Yeah. Could you imagine trying to clean that up? There'd be a lead-based paint. A sweet little ending. A little surprise. Yeah. Oh man. Uh. Yeah. Man, I don't know. Why they? Where do you even get an idea like this? Dude, I don't know, man. You, you can't. Drugs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All gas, no brakes. What can I say, man? The salvia stuff. Yeah. Maybe that's what they've been doing. They are on the spice, huh? All right. Yeah. Well, I'm glad That's we. The eviction. I'm glad we got um, to the bottom of this one. 
Well, I'm glad that they got rid of Bursa, but uh, I don't know. That's that's not. Yeah, that's uh, wow, disgusting. That's a poopy story. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Um, transitioning. Speaking of questions from the internet, we have a question from Instagram. What? From the internet? Yeah. Howdy Yo-Yo from Indiana writes, uh, I want to use some things I found while social media snooping uh, to deny prospective tenant. Can I legally say, for example, I see that you said you collected unemployment on Facebook, but you stated on your application you were employed. Uh, or <laughs> you have multiple tickets for no vehicle registration and no insurance. That tells me they don't pay their bills. End of question. Uh, uh, okay. So what advice do you have here, Tony. Well, we are not lawyers, so we can't give legal advice. However, you're talking about two totally different things. So if they're not actually employed and you can't verify their employment on by calling the employer or something, then you can just deny them for lying on their application. Like, that's totally okay and fine. Like, if somebody lies in their application, they're reject. Um, what was the other stupid thing? What was the other thing they brought up? Uh, they have, like, lots of vehicle uh, issues with their registration and insurance. I mean, if you reject them for reasons like that then you have to reject everybody else that has similar reasons and it would show up on like a criminal background search i would assume i don't know i mean i'm sure there's other stuff wrong with that person if they just straight up don't ever pay traffic tickets <laughs> like, like they probably don't pay any other bills i guess i mean my question for traffic you is tickets the only one you don't pay do you do you even need to give them a reason when you deny uh yeah you do you need to give them a reason for rejection yeah uh usually it's like just vague you're right but and a lot and a lot of times if you have a if you have like a uh, for instance the property management stuff that i do for outside customers we plug everything into a um, there's like a software that does checks and if there's something wrong it just rejects them automatically based on software and then the software gives them like a phone number for the background check company to call on everything so you're kind of out of it and then you could probably i mean i don't know i don't want to get into giving legal advice with rejection but yeah you usually give them a reason like you don't meet our criteria right or something you know, very non-specific something, uh, your application appears to have reference to fraudulent like um, you know social security number or address mismatch or something uh, if you have an issue with that you need to take it up with the credit and background boarding company all right something like that yes i think that's sufficiently vague <laughs> I, w I wouldn't confront them about what you saw on social media that seems yeah no because then if you if you reject them on a social media review i mean it's useful to do the social media review but i'm usually just looking at that verify a lot of what they said on the application like like this person said like they said for instance a legitimate reason would be they said they're employed and they say that they're unemployed on social media like that's just falsifying your application material but you'd still have to verify that with the employer it's basically just a way to look up people and cross-reference some of what you all right that sounds super reasonable to me yeah. uh Okay, so to summarize, uh, you can give kind of a vague answer. We're not lawyers, uh, but in general, it sounds like your process is something like you put them into a system, a pass-fail comes out, and if it's a fail, you provide the prospective applicant with some information about uh, where they can contact for background check. And your intuition is that these vehicle registration issues should appear on a background check. Uh, I mean, if they like broke rules for driving without valid registration, that would show up on a criminal background check yeah yep although i don't think i've ever actually rejected someone for just that in a vacuum i've seen that come up before but i've also very rarely seen people 
where that's the only issue. Like normally people that are driving around without licenses and registrations on the regular also have other issues that uh, show up on their criminal report. All right, perfect. Okay, um, I guess with that, why don't we transition into something that you learned this week that you want to share with our listeners? Me? Me first? I'll go first. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. You're just a... I wrote down something on my notebook here that looks like pierogies. So mm. I have to decipher what it is that I wrote down. I don't think I learned anything about pierogies. Oh, programs. Apparent, not not pierogies. <laughs> programs. Um, so I, I did actually learn, like, we don't really do much with, um, like, assisted housing, like, government-assisted type housing stuff. I don't, I don't do a lot of quote-unquote Section 8 rentals. But we did have somebody apply from, like, a program with uh, the local hospital um, I wanted to say chain, but I don't think that you refer to hospitals as chains. <laughs> but, uh, a hospital a franchise? UPSC, the, yeah. hospital, the hospital program. <laughs> Um, and apparently they offer people coming out of their uh, like different hospitals money. They help pay their monthly bills, stuff like that. And we're considering it because they actually have somebody like go into the property regularly and check on the person. And um, they give them all the money. Like they give them the money for utilities. They give them the money for anything. And then they also have a fund set up where if the person damages your place, you can seek money for damages from their fund that they have set up as well. So it's really like assisted housing but with a lot more support so i think that if people are kind of struggling to place tenants right now it could be a useful program for them to look into to like call you know hospitals stuff like that 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 might be trying to help people with like mental health issues is what this one is but that's that's where the program comes from very cool yeah i've uh i haven't heard about the one for patients but i've heard about the one for employees i've heard very very encouraging uh very encouraging stories from other landlords about that so very cool something you learned um so for me we are trying to uh close some deals on some a couple things and uh i guess i learned sort of a sales technique where people like to be consistent so if you get them to sort of say they'll do something and then you ask them later they're much more likely to uh actually do it uh so it's kind of like a good closing technique and uh just like changing some language around some conversations i've had has had a really big impact in essentially moving things like across the finish line so instead of saying okay and then i think the next step for the for us is going to be doing something you know xyz uh you sort of frame it like okay and if i give you uh you know quick role play pretend i'm a customer all right well what are we trying a a protective seller a a seller a seller you came to see my place i showed it oh hey john yeah i mean i'm i'm looking for to close this but i i don't know if i'm interested in selling right now okay well we would have some conversations telling you what's going on you would say oh i just need to get my pet lizard back to florida and i need to leave soon and i would say all right tony well that sounds great i can't give you asking price but if i were able to get you ninety thousand dollars by thursday um you would you would still be you would be ready to go to florida then is that right uh i got some poop to paint i I gotta talk with my wife when i get home um maybe we can talk on thursday okay well before we hang up um let's see if i can get you that ninety thousand dollars in cash and i'll bring it over to you in person um and i guess how how could we also help you get to florida because i know you really need to take care of your lizard uh you could buy me a bus ticket all right that sounds completely reasonable so i'm gonna get you ninety thousand dollars and your bus ticket and uh and tell you what i'll also get you something for liz and i'll be over there today 
Uh, anyway, the point of the story is when you, you, you when you frame things in a way where we already agreed to it, and then I say, you know, we agreed to this, and you know, and you know, if if we meet what you and I had previously agreed to, would you be willing to do that within time frame? I, for whatever reason, that small little framework has basically like closed these conversations for us way more often, and we get way less flaky behavior at the finish line from people, which is great. So yeah, if um, there's like a Zig Ziglar closing technique where it's it's like all his book stuff is like gimmicky but if you take away the gimmicks of it it makes sense like pulls out a blank sheet of paper hmm. and says if i can make our process as clean as this piece of paper by the end of it and you have no additional questions is there anything that would stop you from signing a purchase order today and then the person sometimes will raise objections but you'll like answer their objections as you go and then you'll say well are you as clear as this piece of paper with how it will benefit you and everything that's going to happen and then eventually they say no more questions and they said well if you're as clear as this piece of paper today no additional questions this is clean then what's stopping you from signing this purchase order right now and then they'll say like well i need to talk to my wife and then you say okay well can you talk to your wife today and if you talk to your wife today then can you commit to meeting with me thursday next week and then they say well yeah i can do that and then you say okay well as long as you have no additional question and you feel like this is a good decision we're meeting on thursday are you prepared to sign the paperwork on thursday or whatever day and then sometimes they'll usually say like yeah if everything seems like a fit we'll, we'll sign on thursday and then you get them to commit to that meeting you have that meeting and then assuming there's no further objections on thursday then you say like okay well you agreed you would sign today so now it's time to sign they've committed to that so then they feel incentivized to actually sign it stops people from delaying so that's the yeah that's the zig ziglar version of your that one's really like uh the piece of paper trick very visual yeah i like that i wonder if that would work i'm talking to these people over the phone usually but Cool. Very cool. But yeah, getting commitment is specific commitment is what gets people to actually, like, yeah. then they won't usually blow you off. Yeah, it's really strange how they just like, they don't want to be, I don't know, they like value their word. Not everybody, but I don't know. It's just a very interesting thing. I had never learned that before. It sounds like you're familiar yeah. with it. Cool. I'm a sales professional. Yeah. All right. So we got some poop lasagna. We got some uh, rigatoni. <laughs> We got some, what, social media rejection background stuff and uh, some sales techniques <laughs> and All these different some things. Section 8 housing for everybody. So Super useful, super helpful. We're educational. Yeah, I think we hit the 50% mark today. All right, so with that, um, everybody, please give us a call. We'll answer your question. Um, you can get your where specific. Where are they calling us at? 412-212-8366. And Tony, where can they find you? At 412agent on Instagram. That's my first follow this week all right very cool he's also on 412agent.com he's on twitter he's on bigger pockets google his name and i don't Gotti. actually do the tweets but yeah okay hit me up anyway maybe i'll get the twitter maybe he will <laughs> on oh. the my face <laughs> all right have a good one everybody bye see you